0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special Wednesday drop on Trashy Divorces. No need to check your phones. It's not Sunday. Don't not, worry about checking your calendars. Not Sunday. It is
1: Wednesday. Happy middle of the week, everybody. Happy, happy hump day. Happy middle of the week. We're doing a thing this season. We are doing a thing this season, Stacy, Welcome to Trashy Royals. Every Wednesday throughout season 10, we are going to be dropping midweek... Trashy little stories for you, just pieces of trash candy, all about some trashy royals that connect to some of the other stories we've told. Today we are starting with the story of one of the most, if not the most, famous pearl in the world.
0: Mini-pearl?
1: No, a different (laughs) one. La Peregrina. Oh. La Peregrina. Sounds fancy. This jewel is going to take us from 16th century European royalty. Hmm. It has a pretty wild ride. It's going to take us all the way through to Hollywood royalty Hmm. and its voyage over time. Okay. And it is a voyage. This pearl, known as La Peregrina, which translates to the wanderer or the traveler, It is appropriately named and maybe also cursed.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: It's fun. I do love some cursed jewelry. La Peregrina is talked about as the largest natural pearl that has ever been found. This pearl is ginormous. It will hold the record for world's largest pearl for like 300 years. Wow. La Peregrina comes in at a whopping 56 carats. 11 grams. Of a pearl. 2.5 centimeters in length. 1.7 centimeters across. It's pear-shaped. It's a big old pearl. Mm -hmm. So not a mini pearl? Not a mini pearl at all. A major pearl. In jewelry symbology, pearls will signify purity, rarity, and power. This big-ass pear-shaped beauty of a pearl is found in Panama. At that time, Panama is a Spanish colony. This is the early 1500s. Legend will tell of an enslaved person finding the pearl and trading that pearl, La Peregrina, for his freedom. Once the deal is done, the pearl is traded with Balboa, the famous explorer and conqueror. Balboa will get the pearl back to Madrid. And from this point on, La Peregrina will belong in the collection of the Spanish royal jewels, at least for like 300 years. One of the first cursed women to receive the pearl has a fun Tudor connection. Queen Mary I, daughter of Henry VIII, is given the pearl as an engagement present from Philip II upon the occasion of their future marriage. Now, Philip II of Spain. Philip II of Spain, Mm -hmm. yes ma'am. Now, a little bit of trashy here. Philip II is the great-nephew of Catherine of Aragon, Henry VIII's first wife. Catherine of Aragon... Is that Mary's mother? Yeah,
0: but he's her great-nephew. I'm just saying. Royal houses have this, but wow, that's a a lot of... We're related in so many ways, We're going to find a lot
1: of relations as we work through... Trashy royals. I mean, if you can
0: only marry other royals. Wait until we talk about the Habsburgs a little bit later
1: down. Okay. So Catherine of Aragon, Henry VIII's first wife, has a sister, Juana. And history will record Juana, poor Juana, with her nickname of Juana the Mad.
0: Very angry woman. No. (laughs)
1: She's a little nutty. Juana the Mad has married Philip the Fair, or Philip the Handsome. They are the, Juana and Philip, are the founders of the Spanish Habsburg dynasty, okay? When Philip the Fair passes away, Juana, partly how she gets her nickname, refuses to believe that her husband is in fact dead and will literally travel all over the country with his dead body in the back of her cart, That is how she becomes Juana the Mad. This goes on for a while until people are like, hey, Juana, you need to bury your husband. (laughs) And there's probably also some shady power plays with her father, who is Ferdinand, going down as well. Probably she was less mad, more because she could have been a power threat. Ferdinand, her father, will have her locked away for most of her life. Anyway, her grandson, Philip II, is marrying Catherine of Aragon's daughter, Mary I. Solid genes there. Philip II has arranged. Mary I is this really cushy new bride in England. Now, Mary, Philip's going to marry four times. Philip II will marry four times. But Mary I is his second bride. And Mary loves Philip. He's younger, younger. She worships him. She adores him. She like kisses his paintings that she has before she even meets him. She's just enchanted. Philip the Two is like, can we just sign the papers, please? Giving me lands and some titles and more power and move along with this nonsense. Not a love match. Mary gets La Pellegrina though, but when she passes away in 1558, Philip the Two wants his pearl back, so he goes to his sister-in-law. Queen Elizabeth I. That's a conversation. Well, Elizabeth is now in possession of the pearl, and he said, I would really like my pearl back, but if you don't want to give it back to me, sister in law, how about you and I just get hitched? Oh my God. And Elizabeth says very firmly, No, take your pearl, and off Philip goes. The pearl will then travel to Philip II's third and fourth wives. When Phil the Two dies in 1598, the pearl will go to his son Philip III, okay? Whose wife Margarita of Austria will wear the pearl on state occasions. It is painted in a lot of famous portraits. Three of the most famous of these are painted by Velázquez. He is originally brought in to paint Margarita of Austria, wife of Phil number 3. La Peregrina goes to Philip IV, next, and his wife, Isabel, is also painted by Velazquez, wearing the pearl as well. When she dies, Phil IV's next wife, who happens to be his 14-year-old niece, Mariana of Austria, Mm -hmm. will be painted with the pearl as well. Now, Philip IV has a daughter. Her name is Maria Teresa. She will go on to marry the Sun King, Louis XIV. That marriage is not great. Maria Teresa has never developed beyond the age of a child developmentally. Around the court, she is described as having short legs and black teeth. Yikes. So it's not a love match yeah. with the Sun King and yeah. apparently the black teeth are from garlic and
0: chocolate, which she like. Don't you blame garlic. <laughs> You take that garlic out of your mouth.
1: Well, Maria Teresa did not. And that's (laughs) what caused the black teeth and the chocolate. So it is not a love match between these two. But dynastic connections are crucial, which we will see in trashy royals as we go along over the next few weeks. When Philip IV dies in 1665, the pearl is left to his only surviving son. This is Charles II of Spain. Charles, number two, is three years old at the time. It's very sad about Charles. He is physically disabled. He is epileptic. And he is disfigured with what is known as the Habsburg jaw. His jaw protrudes. This is the genetic curse of the Habsburgs. And Charles has one of the most severe cases. Charles has an enlarged tongue, which makes it impossible. For him to speak, he often drools. It's tar- it's very sad for Charles. Wow. During his lifetime, Charles is known as El Hequisado. It means the bewitched. It is the common belief at the time that his physical and mental disabilities are the result of sorcery. Hmm. It is more probable...
0: Inbreeding.
1: They are caused by centuries of inbreeding within the Habsburg dynasty.
0: Lots of lead in the diet and a little... Well, in Well, in addition
1: to the unfortunate coincidence that Charles II's mother was also his first cousin.
0: Family trees.
1: My God. Charles is also descended, bless his heart, 14 times from his great great grandmother, Juana the Mad.
0: <laughs>
1: Just, wow. There are signs that he was tainted by the family's predisposition towards insanity
0: predispositions toward things
1: well when chucky two is 18 he is going to marry marie louise of orleans a niece of louis the 14th as you can imagine that marriage not great there is no heir marie louise depressed (laughs) there is no heir or she felt like there was no heir well both poor marie louise is so depressed that she is going to eat her way into the depression and she will die of morbid obesity at the age of 27. Wow. Like depression and morbid obesity lead together to. Oh,
0: right, heart failure or something yeah, like that. Yeah, at the age of 27. Did she try garlic and chocolate? <laughs> so,
1: part of the insanity that Charles is being taken over with during one particular bad episode, the king insists that. All of the bodies of his family that have passed away should be exhumed so he can look at their corpses. Whew. Weep upon seeing the corpse of Marie Louise. It's so bad. Wow. But there's no stopping Charles II or his ministers uh, because the pearl, no, wait on it, is going to go to his next bride, who is also not successful in supplying an heir for dynastic purposes. Okay, so Charles is going to die at the age of 38 in the year 1700, inadvertently starting the War of Spanish Succession. After a decade of war, the appointed heir, Philip V, will hold on to the throne, becoming the first of the Spanish kings from the Bourbon dynasty. (laughs) Okay. Now, from 1700 on, and for a few decades after that, it's going to show up again on the neck of Maria Luisa of Parma. She is the last of Spain's 18th century queens. She is painted in a number of paintings by Goya. History will record Maria Luisa as coarse, vicious, and morally corrupt. She will dominate her feeble husband, who is King Charles IV, who is also conveniently
0: not even from Alabama. Guess what? Her first cousin. Well, I was going to make a joke about the they can only be Bourbons if they're from that one county in Kentucky. (laughs) That's just as good. So, Charles IV will spend his time,
1: her husband, taking apart clocks and putting them back together again. Do they work when he completes that Yeah, process? I think so. It's okay. a fun little hobby. But that is going to leave Maria Luisa a lot of time. To play with her pearl? No, for lovers. <laughs> Including the prime minister of the country, who was rumored to be the father of one of her children. So, that is fun. Okay, now, <laughs> Maria Luisa does a lot with the pearl. Until the early 1800s. She kind of makes it her own. It is still, I need you to know this, unmounted, undrilled. It's a loose pearl. So it gets set in things. She wears it on a belt occasionally. Like Maria Luisa like, does some fashion plate stuff with okay. the pearls. And that's great. Until like the early 1800s. Until Napoleon's forces are coming for Spain. And Maria Luisa is forced into exile with... Charles IV and all of his clocks, as well as her prime minister lover. Oh, God. So that's convenient. (laughs) It's a fun house. Well, what they do by going into exile is leave the throne of Spain open, which Napoleon Bonaparte will promptly sit his older and alcoholic brother, Joseph Bonaparte, onto. So Joe Bonaparte is now the new king of Spain. Woo! Unsurprisingly, this move does not unite the country. Hmm. And in a few years, Joe Bonaparte is out. He will flee Madrid, taking along La Peregrina Uh, in his pocket. Smart guy. Now, Joe Bonaparte, never down for long, is going to give that pearl to Hortense. Hortense is the daughter. Here's a who? (laughs) No, I don't know if she heard a who. She's the daughter of Empress Josephine. Okay. Hortense is already married to another one of Napoleon's brothers, Louis. Louis is appointed King of Holland. Louis, King of Holland, and his Queen Hortense go to Holland. Louis, not great. He has untreated venereal disease. I mean, everybody did back then. <laughs> well, and Hortense is kind of a looker, and she's pretty smart. And Louis, by 1810, is like, screw this. He abdicates his throne in Holland and takes off for Germany. Hortense, here's the who, takes her kids, returns back to France with La Peregrina. Okay. Hortense dies in 1837. She is going to give La Peregrina to her son, the up-and-coming future Napoleon III, who will wed... Eugenie. She becomes Empress Eugenie, a very important lady in the movement of American heiresses across the pond and also setting fashion trends with their promotion of the fashion work of the first designer of haute couture, Charles Frederick Worth. We talked about her in heiresses, but alas, Empress Eugenie does not get La Peregrina hmm, because Napoleon III is broke. What do I need with this loose unmounted pearl anyway? He's going to sell it to his buddy. So from France goes the pearl to England where James Hamilton, a favorite of Queen Victoria and conservative nobleman, he is going to end up becoming the first duke of that line after he serves two important posts. The first of those is Lord Lieutenant of Ireland. The second is Groom of the Stool. Groom of the Stool is going to be a big deal you're going to hear about on Trashy Royals.
0: Groom of the Stool is what you
1: think it is. Well, in this time, it's not quite the shitty job that it was back in ye olde Tudor times, Mm -hmm, but it is mm -hmm. still an appointed position, mostly in charge of taking care of older statesmen, royal family members.
0: I read that the position was abolished at the start of the 20th century, so (laughs) there is no more groom of the stool. Duke Jimmy Hamilton has purchased
1: La Peregrina for his wife Louisa. And remember the pearl, still unmounted, undrilled, she's terrified of losing it, and rightfully so, because she will lose it three times. She'll find it every time, but first it goes missing at a ball in Buckingham Palace. The second time it goes missing is at Windsor Castle, and the third time it is lost in the sofa of the family home. By the time Louisa's son, the second duke, gets his hands on the pearl after her death, this guy's smarter than all of them. He's like, I've had enough of this nonsense. He will drill La Peregrina so it can be worn without the fear of loss. The pearl will pass through the Hamilton family through to the 4th Duke. Lots of years until the 4th Duke needs cash. This is going to move us up in our timeline to about 1968. Where the 4th Duke brings La Peregrina to Sotheby's and they are going to auction off la peregrina i bet they were excited oh yeah they're super Mm -hmm. excited Mm -hmm. now in a weird trashy twist of fate here because there is another almost just as famous pearl it's almost a twin of la peregrina but it is called la Pellegrina. they were used together as earrings at one point back in the day la Pellegrina is not the focus of the story but i need you to know that the duke of alba a week before the auction takes place, holds this international press conference. Hot breaking news reveals to the world that Sotheby's is a fraud, for in fact, he has the real Pearl. And what they are auctioning is La Pellegrina, not La Peregrina. None of it is the truth. But what all of this international press conference does, it gets written up in every international wire service throughout the world. And sure enough, Richard Burton has been looking for a real nice Valentine's Day gift for his beloved wife, Elizabeth Taylor. And
0: what do you get for the woman who has everything? You get
1: Elizabeth Taylor jewels. She loves jewels. Well, and this is a Mm -hmm. unique jewel among jewels. So Richard Burton... Gonna call up Sotheby's. Gonna put his bid on it, thirty-seven thousand dollars, which is about two hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars today, which is still kind of a bargain. I there are too many billionaires today. Yeah, three hundred k for a the best pearl in the world with five hundred years Pedigree. of trashy history. Yeah, yeah. Richard Burton's bid is successful. This is the first week of February nineteen sixty nine. But there is a stipulation upon his purchase of the jewel. Sotheby's needs to bring the pearl to the Taylor Burtons in Las Vegas, where they are staying in the honeymoon suite at Caesar's Palace. Dutifully, the head of the jewelry department at Sotheby's flies, arrives in Las Vegas, has a white limo waiting, goes up to the honeymoon suite. This guy's name is Ward Landrigan. He will describe the suite as as big as a football field with pink shag carpet. The couple are drinking salty dogs, which is Richard Burton's preferred drink at the time. Do you want to know what a salty dog is? Because it's pretty gross. Clam juice and vodka. We all have our things. (laughs) The pearl is presented to Elizabeth, who instantly falls in love with it. But alas, a few minutes later, there is a problem. The pearl is missing. (laughs) It was laid down. It's gone. Bedlam ensues. Naturally, the first question is asked to Elizabeth, like, hey, have you looked down your dress? Has it fallen in your boobs? It's not there. Elizabeth is frantic. She retraces her steps. She'll go to her discarded clothing. The pace is getting more frantic. Eventually, I just want you to imagine the scene. You have half a dozen folks with their hands and knees on pink shag carpet. To look for this pearl. And in a moment of quiet and stillness, there is a crunch heard from underneath the couch. (sighs) And out appears one of Elizabeth's beloved Pekingese dogs, who is crunching the pearl. That has made it unblemished through 500 years of history to have tiny doggy teeth marks on it. That's what Ward Landringham says. Elizabeth Taylor will say it was not scratched. You and I are never going to be close enough to La Peregrina to actually ever validate that. So after the lost pearl and dog show, (laughs) the Taylor Burtons are like, enough of that. So the pearl will be mounted into a ruby and diamond necklace, similar to portraits that Elizabeth will find through history of the pearl painted by Goya and Velasquez. Elizabeth will wear that pearl, diamond, and ruby necklace when she appears in Anne of a Thousand Days, where she has a small part. Her husband, Richard Burton, is appearing as the legendary Hank Gate, Henry VIII. The pearl in this ruby and diamond setting is auctioned at Christie's after the death of Elizabeth Taylor. Proceeds from that auction are going directly to the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation, When it is brought in and estimated by the jewelry department at Christie's, they're looking to get two to three million for the piece, the necklace with the pearls and the rubies and the it's great. La Peregrina is going to sell for $11,842,500. Wow. Sets two world auction records, one for a historic pearl, the other for a pearl jewel. In 2011, When La Peregrina is sold, it's buyers unknown. Hopefully, they are having better luck with the pearl than the (laughs) other owners throughout time. But that, my darlings, is your premiere Trashy Royals episode on this fine Wednesday on Trashy
0: Divorces. Wow, that went places. Told you it was a wild ride. Through time. 500 years of trashy history. Did not know. One pearl. Did not know about the Habsburg jaw. That's terrifying
1: terrible Terrible. hey y'all thanks so much for tuning in today spending your time with us and listening we will catch you back on sunday for two new fresh trashy divorces yep y'all go have a great week mask up hand wash yeah clean hands trashy hearts friends keep the heart trashy trashy till we talk to you on sunday bye bye y'all and thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacey
0: and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's Store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's Store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio.